Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. In 1604, prior to the British formation of Jamestown and Plymouth, settlers from the French province of Poitou established the colony of Acadia in North America, a region that consisted of the current Canadian maritime provinces, including Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, and a portion of eastern Quebec. For over a century, these Acadian people flourished, farming and fishing their land. But in 1710, the British conquered the colony during Queen Anne's War. The peaceful Acadian people were allowed to keep their settlements. However, the British insisted that they sign an oath of allegiance to the king and abandon their Catholic heritage in favor of the Protestant religion something the proud Acadian people refused to do. So in 1755, during the French and Indian War, the British began deporting these men, women, and children. And over the following decade, in an era known as the Great Upheaval, or the Great Expulsion, approximately 11,500 Acadians were exiled. They were sent all over, some to other British colonies in North America. Others were sent to Britain or back to France, and many stayed in their new homes. But in 1765, a group of 200 Acadians arrived in Louisiana. France had ceded this colony to Spain only several years prior, in 1763. But unlike the British, the Spanish government allowed these settlers to maintain their French heritage and traditions. And as a result, over the next several decades, about 3,000 Acadians arrived. It was there, in the isolated swamps and marshes of Louisiana, west of New Orleans, where the Acadian people thrived, eventually becoming known as Cajuns.
these self-reliant people who have become world-renowned for their cuisine, music, and unique French dialect were also met with numerous hardships. Some were merely the natural difficulties of settlement in the humid swamps and forests of Louisiana. But others were thought to be entirely supernatural. Leading many to believe in the existence of a lethal spirit said to lead travelers deep into the treacherous swamps to their death. My name is Brandon Schecksnyder, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Old Cajun folklore claims that in the marshes and bayous of southwest Louisiana are supernatural entities in the form of glowing balls of light. Some are as small as a candle flame, others as large as a volleyball, and they appear at night dancing across the swampland's horizon when they decide to make themselves known. They are called simply Le Fille Follet. These mischievous Cajun fairies are traditionally identified as spirits or ghosts. And while legends vary, most claim the Follet are the souls of infants who died unbaptized and are now left to wander the dark treacherous swamps after being denied entrance to heaven. Others say that these spirits are not children at all, but rather the souls of those who either managed to escape from purgatory or were sent back to earth to do penance for their sins. But no matter their origin, one thing remains constant. The Fifalei is an omen of evil. And if seen, the most important rule is to not follow it, as the consequences could be lethal. The deadly Follet are believed to actively pursue their victims, appearing before them in an attempt to unwittingly capture their attention. Once enthralled by the glowing light, a person will follow the fillet without question, and the further they walk, the more confused and lost they become, pulled deeper into the dangerous depths of the swamps, until the glowing orb leads them to an almost certain death.
While the legends surrounding the Fifale has been part of Cajun oral tradition for centuries, references to the phenomenon can be found in French-language newspapers as early as the mid-19th century. However, one of the oldest surviving documents to truly outline the folklore is dated 1901. In 1926, a manuscript was found among the possessions of the late Judge Joseph Arsène Breau, a former Chief Justice of the Louisiana Supreme Court. The document was written anonymously in French, but inside was a recording of the author's remembrances of Cajun life as early as the 1840s, documenting who these people were and how they lived as well as their many customs and superstitions. Although its true origins remain unknown, evidence points to Judge Bro himself as the author of the manuscript, and the document, now known as the Bro Manuscript, remains one of the earliest written records about Cajun culture today. According to the Bro Manuscript, a fifole is a quote, an evil spirit which pursues its victims and causes them to lose their way in marshy places or in the dark and winding bypaths of a forest. But the manuscript includes much more than a simple reference. It also tells the story of a young man who fell under the spell of the feared Follet. The man in the tale was traveling to his father's house near Shakahula Swamp sometime around 1840 when a light sprang up from a bramble patch beside him. The light looked as if it were coming from a lantern and once it caught the young man's attention, he became dazzled by its glow and began to blindly follow it with no regard for direction. With each step he took, he moved closer and closer to the edge of the swamp. But luckily, the man had just enough awareness to suspect that he had been targeted by the fifole. So ever so slowly, he reached to remove his hat and quickly toss it ahead of him. Surprised by the movement, the fillet lunged after the hat, leaving the young man free of its influence. Fortunately, the man was able to backtrack his steps out of the swamp. But by the time he reached his father's house, he was filled with fear over what he had escaped. At dawn the following day, he returned to the spot from the night before, where he discovered himself standing on the edge of the swamp, with his hat still floating in the middle of the water before him. Many would say that the young man in the story was lucky. However, local lore suggests that there is a way to protect oneself from falling under the sway of the fifole. The spirit cannot travel past iron, so all one must do is drive a cold piece of iron into the ground between them 
and the fillet. Other legends offer that a needle is even better protection, as once it's in the ground before the fillet, the wisp cannot help but attempt to fit through the needle's eye, becoming so focused on the task that its intended victim has time to escape. Variations to the fee fillet myth are scattered all across the region now known as Acadiana. In Lake Charles, reports of the fillet inhabiting the historic Bilbo Cemetery date back as far as the cemetery's founding in 1840. There, it is said that these mysterious glowing spirits serve to welcome the cemetery's newest residents. Although, it's just as possible that the Bilbo's fee fillet may be the culprit for the death of some of the cemeteries interred. Other local lore claims that the fifa is much more fiendish, targeting children and sucking their breath from them as they sleep. Those who believe this to be true claim that if an infant awakes with rosy, feverish cheeks, it is a sign that the child has fallen victim to the evil spirit. This variation on the tale does not elaborate on why the wisps would harm these innocent lives, but presumably the purpose is to make these victims sick enough to pass away, potentially becoming a new fee-fillet themselves. Fearful parents can protect their children by scattering mustard seeds underneath and around the child's bed. These tiny seeds are said to distract the fillet, who upon seeing them would be compelled to locate and count each and every seed. And if the parents had spread enough, the wicked spirit would be unlikely to complete its task before the sun rises to drive it away, leaving the child sleeping safely in bed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In 1949, a newspaper article written 
by Mona Melmuton appeared in the Crowley Post Signal. In it, Mouton offers her own take on the folklore, sourced from her own experiences in Cajun country. She writes that it was a quote, commonly held belief that a fifa lay near a house pretended death. However, if someone put a knife or other sharp instrument on a post, the fifa lay would cut itself and so break the spell. This article, originally published in English, also tells the story of Mouton's father, who claimed to have come into contact with the mysterious creatures. I was crossing that prairie in Acadia Parish. See, back then in those days, they didn't have very many houses around. Right when I was on that wide open prairie, a few they got after me. I took off running, and when I looked around, here it came right behind me. Then I saw that little cabin Mama used for a schoolhouse. I ran in there and shut the doors and looked through the window, and there was that fifo lay. So I ran to the other side of the cabin, and there was this white crack, and I peeped through it, and there was no doubt in my mind. It was an awful fifole. Unlike the Bro manuscript, the Crowley Signal Post article does not present the fifole as an accepted reality in the modern world, but rather presents it as nothing more than a superstitious ancestral belief based on a natural and misunderstood occurrence in the swamp, a phenomenon known more commonly as a will-o'-the-wisp. Translated from the medieval Latin term ignis fatuus, or fool's fire, the will-o'-the-wisp can be found in ancient folklore all across the world, from Europe to Asia, the Americas, and even Australia. Each culture has its own variations on the mythology of the phenomenon, but most are similar to those found in Acadiana, maintaining that these seemingly supernatural phosphorescent lights appear as flickering lamps to mislead travelers into treacherous terrain. As a result of this widespread belief, references to the entities can be found in numerous works of classic literature, from John Milton's Paradise Lost to Bram Stoker's Dracula and even The Lord of the Rings. But while these tales all claim that the will of the wisp is a supernatural entity, Modern science provides a trustworthy explanation as to the real origins of this fiery spirit, contending that these phosphorescent lights are nothing more than a mixture of gases found in marshes, swamps, and cemeteries, which spontaneously combust in the presence of oxygen. These gases, including methane, carbon dioxide, 
and numerous compounds containing phosphine are produced in the soil by decaying organic matter. The slow to non-moving nature of marshes and swamps, combined with the abundant greenery and woodlands of South Louisiana, make it an ideal setting for the existence of these gases. And as a result, when they bubble to the surface and combine with oxygen, the fifillet are formed. Today, Cajun culture continues to be a prominent part of southern Louisiana. However, over the years, their traditional way of life has been threatened by both Americanization and the effects of climate change's rapid destruction of the Louisiana wetlands. In 1910, the state of Louisiana passed legislation requiring that the French-speaking population learn to read and write in English, forbidding Cajun French in the state's schools. And although the culture survived, the harm done to these proud people has had a lasting impact. Fortunately, Cajun music, cuisine, and folklore has survived, a point of much pride for the descendants of these early Acadian settlers, a pride that has led to the recent emergence of bilingual and immersion schools and the hope of resurrecting the language and culture of a truly unique people for future generations. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you've been listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independently produced podcast created by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider with the support of listeners like you. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to receive even more content, including ad-free episodes, head over to our Patreon page today. The link is in the show notes. Lucky Lady Shacks. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, What's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.